Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today our good friend, Tom Fitton, the head of Judicial Watch, the man who has filed more FOIA lawsuits than even I have, is joining us. He is a tremendous champion of transparency, of holding government to account. Uh, Last week, if you were watching Just the News, Daniel Payne, my good colleague, worked off some new documents that Tom Fitton got us on the Wuhan lab specifically showing that the NIH was funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology uh, to do highly uh, dangerous viral work. And the lab didn't even know what disinfectants to use to get rid of the viruses if they spilled out into their lab. They were asking the United States for, I'm not making this up, advice on, hey, do you have a disinfectant we can use? Uh, that is the sort of stuff that Tom Fitton does on a daily basis, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, uh, you name the scandal, you name the government accountability need. Tom Fitton's there. Often when members of Congress aren't doing their accountability, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch and his great team of lawyers are doing that accountability. We're so lucky to have him here. A lot to ask him about. Perhaps the most important is the brand new lawsuit he filed last week aiming to find out whether the FBI was spying on Americans' bank records related to January 6th without the normal warrants, without the normal court approval. Very important civil rights conversation. And Tom is here to talk about that lawsuit. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, our exclusive interview with Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch and a champion of all things transparency, right after this commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, 
committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, a great friend of the show, a great personal friend and a great friend of the truth. Tom Fitton, the president of Judicial Watch, is joining us. Uh, Tom, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John, good to be with you again. Yeah, oh, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you on. And uh, as always, whenever we have you on, there's always an exciting piece of litigation that Judicial Watch is in the middle of. And uh, last week, you filed a Freedom of Information lawsuit against the FBI trying to figure out uh, what records exist of how they were monitoring financial transactions of people in, in D.C. on January 6th to try to find people who allegedly participated in the Capitol riot. Tell us about this, why it's important, and what we might ultimately learn from it. What was the FBI spying on Americans? Were they going and rifling through the financial records of everyone in the D.C. metropolitan area under the guise of finding January 6th insurrectionists? How did that happen? Was it lawful? What went on? Uh, The reports are that the banks, at least one bank, Bank of America, America, turned over information on debit transactions and whether there were purchases made on Airbnb and hotels, guns, airline purchases. I mean, were they going through your records, John, or my records? Whose records were they going through? Yeah. And what's unusual is we asked for the records. We got the typical stonewall. We sued. You know what the FBI then told us? What did they we tell can't you? confirm or deny whether they exist. <laughs> yes, that's a that's one of the great lines when the FBI doesn't want to engage, right? Um yeah, I think you're stumbled onto something here big. And we know, you know, because of the report in June from Fox News that Bank of America turned these over and there doesn't appear to have been a subpoena or a national security letter. So this could be a new form of surveillance program that we don't know about, maybe to connect it to domestic terrorism, whatever it is. But uh, the way the FBI is acting feels awful similar, if we go back 15 years ago, to the early time before we learned about the existence of the, the NSA um, uh, spying program. Um, what, what's the steps in this process now? You'll, you'll get a court hearing, right? And um, Yeah, we have to get past this I can't confirm or deny uh, defense. Right. And if the court upholds it, you know, it may, practically speaking, end there, you know, absent an appeal. And even if we get past it, then there are other exemptions the FBI can assert to withhold information. But in the least, I think we'll get confirmation that something took place. And, uh, you know, what's frustrating to this is, you know, Fox News reports that there's other public reports about it and nothing's done. Yep. No curiosity by Congress. 
no curiosity, frankly, by Republicans, no curiosity by the media. And I think it's as important. Aren't we interested to know whether the FBI can peruse your bank records without your permission or proper legal justification? I think it's an important issue. And this is another example of, you know, under the guise of whatever the excuse is, the latest excuse is January 6th. The rules don't apply if you're on the wrong side of the aisle, ideologically or otherwise, uh, from uh, the deep state and the establishment and the Democratic Party that runs both. Yeah, it, it is remarkable. And listen, it's been a 20-year erosion. Uh, the FBI just continues to grab authorities that allow them to spy, uh, spy on Americans. I, I have a personal entity. You probably remember this now, but it's been, it was right after 9-11, I had uh, some packages that were coming from the Philippines, from the National Police Chief of the Philippines, so like the FBI Director of the Philippines, had sent me some FBI documents, which, by the way, were unclassified, had previously been put in a court file, and the FBI grabbed them at the border and kept them without informing me or getting a warrant. They just used the thing called Border Search Authority to grab them, and then they failed to get a warrant. And so we could never figure out for the first couple of years, well, how did they know to target that package? I mean, there's millions of packages a day. And uh, we ultimately challenged the FBI. The FBI apologized, said it was an illegal search and seizure. And then two or three years later, after Snowden and these early revelations came out in the NSA program, uh, one of the FBI people came back to say, we couldn't tell you at the time, but we had been intercepting your phone calls to the National Philippine Police Chief. And that's how we knew to target your package. I'm an American. I'm yeah. entitled to privacy. Yeah. It's and every year it seems and to, like. And to be clear, yeah. you were one of the first of you know we're first known victims of unmasking. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, and uh, and I seem to keep getting thanks to uh, Adam Schiff. I got unmasked again uh, with my phone records in uh, in the impeachment trial. Um, there are so many amazing things, and you know you talk about the lack of curiosity, but that's what makes Judicial Watch so amazing in my mind. You guys not only apply the pressure, you have a curious mind and you're always trying to protect the liberty of Americans with these disclosure lawsuits. Such important uh, work. I want to stay on the topic of January 6th for a second uh, because we've talked many times, you and I have, particularly during Russia, about the disparate systems of justice, that there seems to be one for elitists, one for every day, one for liberals, one for conservatives. When you look now at how many um, January 6th rioters remain in prison while so many of the people who looted the streets during the summer protests of 2020 are free, and in many cases their charges drop. Does that extend that argument, that lack of confidence in the judicial system that people are getting treated disparately uh, with similar behavior? Yeah, these are political prosecutions. It doesn't mean to say that individually they may not be justified in terms of people engaged in violence and should be prosecuted. But A, the nature of the prosecutions, uh, the security measures to keep them in jail uh, for nonviolent offenses, the escalation of the charges um, in these circumstances where in similar circumstances where similar crimes were committed, there were no, there were no similar types of charges. So there's a gravity being brought. There, there's this approach that's being brought here that isn't being applied to left wing protesters. It's quite simple. No one really can fairly deny it. And uh, look, when you have a senior Justice Department official say they essentially went to town against these folks. Yeah. uh, Yeah. To make sure that others didn't show up in protest. I mean, this was an it's an attack on our First Amendment rights here. And the tools to do so are these are these individual defendants, you know, and everyone presumes they're guilty. They haven't been found guilty. I think there's one person who's who's pled out, maybe two. But these folks haven't been convicted of crimes and they've been in jail. 
for as long as many probably might serve, even if convicted. Yeah, such an important thing to study and to continue to draw out uh, because there is on almost every front a, a record of disparate treatment. And you see you know, someone like Andy McCabe can walk away even though it's been documented he lied. And then Mike Flynn gets prosecuted for something that the FBI wasn't even sure was a lie. And you just have to ask yourself, at what point does um, uh, change occur? Are you satisfied that those in power are even even care that this system exists? I mean, do you see Republicans that are going to take it on? Where is the opportunity to start to address this? Other than you know, we, we shine a light on it and we, we, we damn it every day when we're frustrated by it. But is there anyone in the wings waiting to change this in a way that makes Americans' confidence in the judicial system more ready? Uh, no. I mean, the Justice Department's been a disaster uh, for a number of years. Uh, the FBI has uh, been out of control. There's been zero accountability uh, for the misconduct that we've been talking about for years now. So it's no surprise that you have politicized prosecutions that we're seeing tied to January 6th, uh, the targeting of Tucker Carlson, uh, the FBI thinking they can um, as we talked about at the beginning of this uh, segment, thinking right. that they can go in and, you know, take your banking records without permission. Look, I mean, you know, you talk about Adam, we talk about Adam Schiff being right. targeted, uh, you know, he's on the January 6th uh, uh, select committee now, you know, and, and we is. were just in court and, and they, you know, they were in court saying they have the right, Congress does, to subpoena records secretly and publish those records yeah. of any American. Not just banking records, but if there's no limit, your medical records, who knows what else? Uh, these are dangerous times we're living in terms of of having the government being on the uh, being at war with constitutional liberties. Yeah, and really that's it. I mean, privacy, freedom, liberty, all uh, being trampled over right now. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be, you know, in the old days, the, the original ACLU would have been out there fighting against this. But today they're silent. And um, and uh, it, if, if it were for groups like Judicial Watch, I mean, you're one of the last few standing that are trying to shine a light and get us the information that these bureaucrats want to hide from us. It, it is a really remarkable thing. I want to flip to Tucker for a second, uh, Tucker Carlson, because the the scenario that he's laid out, which is he was trying to arrange an interview with the Russian president, believes his calls were intercepted, believes someone unmasked him and then leaked the nature of his calls to other reporters. Uh, one, do you what do you think of his allegation? And two, if it's true, what does it say about the level of unmasking in in the U.S. government under Joe Biden? Well, uh, it's essentially been confirmed right. uh, by Axios uh, right. that there's a report uh, out uh, saying that he and and Tucker's since talked about this. He was seeking an interview with Putin, and I guess that was the pretext to review his right. emails and then allegedly leak them. Wow. Now, if indeed someone did leak them other than the person who received them, right. then Tucker's a crime victim. The yes. way that General Flynn was a crime victim, General Sessions was a crime victim, right. Attorney General Sessions, and of course, President Trump, right. all of whom were unmasked and had information from that secure, you know, that spying operation be leaked to reporters in violation of the law. So uh, we got to A, figure out what went on, because it looks to me like a crime was committed. And, you know, as I've been saying, you know, we talk about FISA and, and the reform. As long as no one is prosecuted for these abuses, the abuses will continue. Such and it's no point. surprise they continue during the Biden administration because Biden himself is directly implicated 
and I'm asking General Flynn. His right. office um, had a, had a specific request to amass did a few a few days before President Trump came into yeah, office. It was January twelfth or something. I mean, he didn't really have a need to know anymore. I mean, they were getting out of Dodge. It's amazing. Um, they never had a need to know. They used this is the uh, you know, and frankly, we've got more. We have lawsuits still pending right. about the unmaskings. They use these NSA um, um, measures that uh, pick up people's emails and both properly and improperly, in my view. Right. Uh, as Google, you know, they go- it looked to me like they were Googling names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Practically speaking, within the intelligence community, uh, names that they were targeting were people like General Flynn and, and, and President Trump and people around him. Yeah. It is remarkable that our privacy, our private communications have so little privacy regard in, in this massive bureaucracy we, we've created. I want to pivot to a subject where you you and your team have done amazing work. We filed some lawsuits as well. And I think when you take the body of records that Judicial Watch has now unearthed, what, what I came up in my lawsuits with, I think maybe a couple from Citizens United, there's this broad array of documents. And basically every element of the Ukraine impeachment story we were told during the original impeachment has really fallen apart. Marie Ivanovich said, I didn't know anything about uh, 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 Burisma, except what I read in the newspaper, she was meeting with Burisma's lawyers and lobbyists, and uh, we're going to have some new uh, photos come out soon that I think will be eye-opening to people. Uh, that storyline doesn't think. Uh, the Democrats claimed that there was no reason to investigate Hunter Biden. Turns out he was already under investigation at the moment. You know, I wrote the stories, and this became a scandal. Um, when you look back now at all the records you've been able to put into the public domain, the stuff I've done uh, is there any accountability for an Adam Schiff or for anyone who foisted an entire impeachment proceeding on a story that now literally is in tatters? There's literally no part of that story that is accurate any longer. No, there's been no accountability. There's been no consequences to the abuse engaged in by Adam Schiff and Swalwell and, and Pelosi and all the rest. I mean, the documents, I think we uncovered towards the end of last year, showing that... Uh, our, the, our embassy there knew yep. full well about how Biden was compromised. In fact, they noted Cantu was one of the key officials who testified against right. Trump. And Yovanovitch, Kent went to Yovanovitch and emailed her and says, you know, this is, look, the Russians are trolling us here. They're trolling America. They're trolling Biden on corruption issues. Yep. Because they know that he, because of the issue of Burisma and Hunter being on the board. You know, it, what, what, it's, the scandal they were covering up continues to this day. It does. You have a Washington Post story out just in the last few days talking about how they had to come up with some scheme to make sure that those who are trying to funnel money to Hunter Biden through his silly paintings are kept secret from Biden. So Biden doesn't know who's yep. paying them off yep. through exorbitant uh, painting uh, purchases. Well, you know, did anyone think, does anyone thought to make sure that the Justice Department prevents people um, who are co-conspirators with Biden from paying him off through this method as well. Look, he's under investigation now criminally. Yep. And he was in 2018, according to the reports, which means during impeachment, the very people that were claiming this was a bogus story knew there was a reason to investigate Hunter Biden. It's remarkable. And 2019 yep. and 2020. And 2020. And there's been no special counsel. We've nope. got a change. I don't know if you know this, John. We have a change.org petition. Yes, and I, I the put right. it up there for over three hundred thousand people have demanded a special counsel for Joe Biden. Amazing! The fact that there's no special counsel for Joe Biden is Exhibit A in the corruption at the Justice Department. Yeah, 
And you know, the funny thing is, Bill Barr could have done that before he exited. There was a plenty, from what we now know, we know, there's a story I wrote a couple of weeks ago, um, on the laptop that the FBI's had since December 19, Hunter Biden was told by his own lawyer, by his own accountant, that he had failed to pay taxes on over a million dollars of Burisma money he collected. He had evaded taxes on the very money the Ukrainians were paying. Well, all the money, I think that's the one he didn't pay taxes on. They've known that since at least December 19. That's not in dispute anymore. And Bill Barr could have uh, provided a special counsel before he left, like he did with um, the uh, the Russia case and John Durham. Really a missed opportunity. And you just wonder now, you know, will, will there be any justice as you look out? Uh, well, the, well, hold on a second, yeah, John. It was yep. even worse than that. You're right. Barr stopped and shut down and he did. squelched and suppressed the investigation of Hunter Biden in 2020 using the election as the excuse. Listen, his spokespeople flat out told me in the summer of 2020 when I was being told by law enforcement there was investigation, there's nothing. And they lied to me. I was told a false story. And, you know, it's one thing to say, we got to keep the secrecy of an investigation. We can't confirm or deny it, like the FBI said to you. Uh, but to That's just right. deny that it existed, uh, disserved the American interest in a very large way. And uh, it's going to be fascinating. 2022 could be an opportunity for Republicans to take back Congress if they were to succeed. Uh, what would you recommend the Kevin McCarthy's and the Chairman's, the Devin Nunez's, the Jim Jordan's, the people that are going to run committees? What should they go back and try to rectify in all the great work that you've exposed in the last um, in the last two years? I would decimate the funding of Justice Department and the FBI. They're not going to turn over the documents. And what do you do? You cut their funding in half. And I, and I say that not knowing exactly what the numbers are. Right, right. But I'm, I'm trying to make the point is that these agencies are burgeoning, but out of control. And, and I don't have any respect for the rule of law at the leadership level. And frankly, the FBI is a mess through and through its structure. I mean, the agents, the, I mean, the fish rots from the top, admittedly, but it rots. Yep. And the rock goes down through the structure of the FBI. It doesn't mean they're a terrible agents and, you know, they do terrible things. Right. It just means that you've got too many agents who think they don't have to follow the rules because the bosses don't follow the rules. And there's this attitude that, you know, they, I, we're the FBI. We can do no wrong and we can do what we want. Yeah. And, and you know, and once that gets ingrained in the, in the culture. And the Justice Department is run by partisan Democrats, left wing activists, and their money just increases year after year. And we wonder why it is we get further and further behind in terms of accountability. And we see more and more abuse out of the agencies. Yeah, that was such a great point, uh, Tom. You're right. And once it gets ingrained in the culture, all of a sudden people don't notice it anymore. You know, maybe the first time it happens, like, oh my God, I can't believe we doctored a document to the FISA court. But if, if there's no consequence, all of a sudden it happens four or five times and it becomes part of the accepted culture of the FBI and, and, uh, the things that have been exposed by your great work and the great work of the lawyers at Judicial Watch um, and elsewhere really show that the rule of law has been violated in some cases, you know, overtly, the, the, they thumb their nose at it, almost taunting that they were glad they did it. Uh, at some point, there has to be a way to put that genie back in the bottle. It's going to be very interesting to see. I have this conversation every time you're on, and I know it's painful, but um, uh, we're now more than two years into the Durham investigation, single prosecution, no report. Um, even if you were to do something now, is it too little too late? I do think it's uh, too little too late. Um, you know, the report 
uh, doesn't do anything. You right. know, there have been reports that have been devastating by right. the IG. They haven't done anything in right. terms of it hasn't slowed Comey or McCabe down or, or frankly, even someone who was prosecuted as a result of one of the reports. A client cement, uh, he's going to be practicing law, you know, within minutes, practically Amazing. speaking, despite his admitting to uh, uh, criminal activity tied yep. to defrauding a court. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't expect much from Durham. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wanted him to do a serious prosecution and thus a, a serious investigation. And, you know, the prosecutor prosecution decisions we can always argue about. Yep. But, you know, if if people are going before grand juries and such, you know, that sends a signal that this is serious. And I'm not seeing any of that happen. Yeah, me either. And, and that's, you know, at best it was administrative review that may have escalated to a criminal review because they couldn't ignore the client Smith allegation. Uh, but nothing more was done, seemingly. In no. the least, they should have questioned Obama by yeah. Hillary Clinton. But they did none of that. Nope. And it doesn't mean that there were targets to the investigation. Just to get the facts from them, What though. was going on and the thinking about what was going on, you talked to witnesses like That's that. right. We used to do that in the 1990s. Bill Clinton wasn't immune. Uh, uh, President Reagan, George W. Bush, you know, had to answer questions in Iran-Contra. But it seems like in the last 10 years, the willingness of the FBI, the Justice Department to challenge the top leaders to give us answers has, has really waned. It's, uh, it's really remarkable. Well, Tom, despite all the down news that we have, uh, one great bright light in Washington and in America is the fact that you guys continue to fight for the truth. And as someone who's benefited from your many lawsuits and been able to write important stories, uh, we're really grateful for all you do and all you continue to do. And uh, we can't wait to see how this um, bank financial data lawsuit against the FBI pans out, because I think we all have a lot to learn from it. Hey, thank you, John. Appreciate the good work and appreciate your excellent journalism as well. All right. Well, let's keep working to get the truth. That sounds good. You have a good rest of the day, Tom. Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to go to quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful to have our good friend Tom Fitton here talking about lawsuits and FOIA and transparency and accountability, all the things that we're always looking for in our government. And we often don't get, uh, with the occasion, with the exception of some inspector generals like Michael Horowitz uh, or uh, some senators like Charles Grassi, Ron Johnson, some House members, uh, Jim Jordan and Devin Nunez were good at it. 
Uh, there are very few people really holding this government to account, but the work of Judicial Watch is aimed at bringing accountability and transparency to your tax dollars, to your government leaders, to your political leaders. And uh, without that transparency, we'd be in the dark a lot more than we already are. And uh, it's a good reminder why we're lucky to have Tom Fitton on the podcast and why we write almost all the things that he sues to make public because they are of public interest. All right. Speaking of the public interest, if you want, anytime you're up for a news fix, go to justthenews.com. We have you covered day and night on the breaking news, plus all of our exclusive reporting with such great journalists like Susan Keating and Daniel Payne and Greg Piper and Sophie Mann. So lucky to have a great team like that around us. We're we're breaking stories every day. You know, Nick uh, Ballacy, great interviewer on Congress. We break lots of exclusive stories there. So check us out day and night. We got you covered until tomorrow when we'll be back with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon, Just the News family.